You are beautiful. You are worthy. Your dreams were put on your heart for a reason. No matter what anyone else might think of you for following them. So stand up, stand tall, and stand proud. You were made to shine. Yo! I hope that woke you up. I heard from someone that when they listen to my podcast, they have to, like, they they know to turn the volume down from, like, where it was set previously for the radio or their their uh, Spotify playlist or whatever because I guess I talk at an octave louder than the majority of other content out there. And it's funny. It's funny because, you guys, fun fact, when I was younger, my voice, I was so insecure about it. I was so insecure about how loud my voice would get because I don't try to be loud I really don't and it's funny because I'm not um it's like when I speak I don't I don't try to be super loud like super you know boomy boom but in high school my friends would always make fun of me because our we had a three-story high school and I would be either on like the first or second floor and my friends on the third floor could hear me or I mean god forbid I was in the stairwell because it echoed in there and it just like you know, and I always get so insecure about it. And I think what's funny now is that my voice and speaking on like, you know, speaking in general, but speaking, especially through like this podcast and through this avenue is what I feel like God is really using for at least my ministry in life and what he's really called me to do in life. And it was the very thing I was so insecure about growing up that he's using as such a pivotal avenue for what he's called me to do. And I think that is that preaches in itself right? Because so many of us, it is typically our biggest insecurities. It is our biggest fears. It is our biggest areas of tension that God uses to bless the world with. Because through our weakness, he can show his strength, right? And the Bible just talks so much about that. And so I think, you know, just a word of encouragement for you today in regards to anything you're insecure about, I'm telling you, God's going to use it somehow. Another example of that and then we'll get into what I want to talk about today but another example of that is in my life I remember I've always been so insecure about my body I mean just so so insecure I can remember distinctly and I've said this before on this podcast but the first time I really thought I can remember now as a 24 year old I thought about my body being different or being what I, you know, determined as less than others was in fifth grade. So let's, how old is, how old is one in fifth grade? Um, you, you know, you're, you're maybe nine, nine or 10. Um, cause I was 14 in eighth grade, maybe. I don't know. You're young is my point. You're maybe a teenager. Definitely not a teenager, unless you got held back some, which is fine. But in fifth grade, I was on the monkey bars with my friends. And a friend of mine was on the monkey bars. And, like, 
she was wearing crop tops were not in then but like she was wearing one which you know I went to public school so it was fine and her crop top was like showing her stomach and I remember looking at her stomach and in my fifth grade mind I thought my stomach doesn't look like hers and not in like a good way like I remember thinking my stomach doesn't why isn't my stomach flat like hers like that's what I was thinking and and then I remember looking at my sisters and thinking, why doesn't my stomach look like theirs? And all of us, we have areas of our life, like areas of our body that we all fixate on. For some of you, it's the opposite part. Like you're like, I wish I was bigger. I wish I was more muscular, right? For some of you, it's like, oh, it's my, it's my neck. I wish I had a better neck. Or like, I wish I had better skin or better hair. Or I wish my thighs didn't touch. Or I wish I had better calves or a more defined back or more defined arms. And like, it's like you, you fixate on stuff. For me, it's always, it's always been my stomach. It's always been my stomach. And I remember like as soon as when I was in sixth grade, I started running. And when I started running in sixth grade, it was to get a smaller stomach. Like that was my goal. My goal was to get what I thought was skinny. Like I wanted to look like my sisters. I wanted to look like my friends. I remember getting so mad at God because I was like, I'm from the same bloodline as my sisters. Why didn't you give me stomachs like theirs? Like, I, I don't get it. Why did you curse me with this? I would get so mad at God. My little 10-year-old self, I'd just go in my bathroom and I'd cry and I'd cry and I'd cry. But I'll tell you what that did. At a young age, I remember, like, my, um, I would go into the, the cabinet in our pantry and I would look at all the food. And I would turn over the food and I would look at the ingredients. And I remember one time listening to like my mom and my godmother talking about how, you know, you don't want to eat foods where you don't even know what the words are on the back. And so from a young age, I realized the importance of nutrition. Now, was my motive great? No, because from a young age, it was for body image purposes. However, however... I remember taking care of my body as a kid. I learned how to work out. I learned how to, you know, stretch. I learned how to drink a lot of water. I learned how to not gorge myself with pizza, but make sure I got some vegetables. I learned how to, like, I learned how to do all these things. And I will say growing up, when I was insecure about my body, it was never from a deprivation standpoint. Like when I ate, even at 10 years old, like I hated being hungry. I've always hated being hungry. I get really, really hangry. And so it was never was like, I'm just not going to eat. It wasn't like that when I was younger. It was more so like, I need to make sure I eat super well because I want to look like them. So even though Lizzie and McCray can eat pizza and ice cream, I can't do that because I don't look like them. And, you know, I think what's so sad is that's just our culture. Like, my parents were the best parents in the world. They weren't over there judging my body image. That was me from just the culture that that fed us saying like girls should look a certain way. Now, that being said, now, fast forward almost 20 years later, I am so passionate about nutrition. I am so passionate about educating people on what energy feels like and what it, I don't think people know what it's like to feel good in their body because I remember my little girl self. 
And I remember her insecurities. And someone once said, you are most qualified to serve the person you once were. And so God used such an insecurity of mine into this beautiful thing where now at 24, I genuinely know how to take care of my body. I know what makes my body feel good. I know what makes my body not feel good. I am so in tune with myself. And that came from the past 20 years of flexing that muscle. Whereas most people my age, they have no idea where to start when it comes with taking care of themselves. And so God used this beautiful thing. And I say that so that it gives you confidence in knowing your greatest insecurities, your greatest fears, the things that you feel like make you different in a bad way. God's going to use that. God's going to use that. Rest assured, God's going to use that. And someone just needed to hear that this morning or else I wouldn't have taken this long to talk about this. But God will use the thing you think separates you from ever being worthy. God will use the thing you think separates you from ever being worthy. And that does, you see, you, you thought that was going to be one of those episodes where I'm like, and now let's talk about chicken fried rice or something completely unrelated. But no, we're going to talk about today the art of being different. The art of being different, because that's exactly what it is. It is an art. And what does it mean? It's an art. It means it's something that's completely unique and differentiated to you. You are an art. Do you realize there will never, there has never been, and there will never be, and in this moment, there was never someone just like you. And and I say that not to be all like wishy-washy right up front and all cliche, but for you to really recognize that. Because just like how we take for granted the miracle of the sunrise and the beauty of the sunrise every morning, we take for granted the beauty of our differentiated selves every single day. And so what, what we do is we walk into rooms we don't feel qualified for and we think we have nothing to offer because we don't realize no one will ever have the perspective that we have. No one will ever have the thoughts that we have. No one will ever have the words that God gave us to speak like we do. And so we walk into these rooms and we don't even give ourselves a chance to make an impact because we've already said we're not good enough when we don't even recognize the fact we are who we are makes us good enough. It makes us qualified. Every single conversation, every single room, every single relationship, every single business, every single corporate job, every single entrepreneurial job, they're looking for the same thing. They're looking for the game changer thing that's going to make them better. That, and you know what is required to make something better? Perspective. Perspective is always required to make something better. Because if you keep doing the same thing you've always been doing, you're going to get the same results. So if you want to get even more results, even greater results, you've got to get perspective. And what better thing to bring perspective than someone who is unlike any other person in the entire world? And that is you. And that is me. And that's the person you're sitting next to. And that's the other person across from them. I was in a, um, a really uh, like a fancy smancy lunch the other day with a really high up executive. Like, I mean, uh, this guy does not need to work for the rest of his life. I mean, and, and not only does he, like, he could have stopped working years ago and still been fine. Like, when I say fine, buying a car every day, maybe not. But, like, he's very wealthy. And why I say that is because I, not to say, like, oh, look at me. I got invited to this lunch. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I walked into that room completely insecure. 
And I walked into that room thinking I wasn't good enough. And what on earth could I possibly offer this man? And what in like, what? I was like, God, help me say something smart. Literally, that was my prayer. I was like, God, help me say something smart. Like, help me do something that I can impress him. And the Holy Spirit smacked me right in the middle of the face and said, why on earth do you think you need to be impressive in this meeting? I don't want you to be interesting. I want you to be interested. I don't want you to be impressive. I want you to be impressed. See, if we look at life like vertical relationships, we, how we look at other people is in a vertical sense. We think this person's better than me. I'm better than this person. And it typically is contingent on how much money we make, how much money they make, how the, our relationship status sits, how many, what clothes we wear, what cars we drive, all this stuff. And I was reading a book recently called The Courage to Be Disliked. Truly a phenomenal book. And it talks about how you must understand that the way you see the world, we look at it in a vertical manner, you need to look at your relationships as horizontal. Because the truth is, every single person in this world is a teacher. They can all teach you something. You are a student and the world is your university. You can learn something from every person. You can also teach something to every person. And it doesn't matter if you're the CEO or if you're the janitor. It doesn't matter if you're the VP or if you are the intern. Every single person can learn something from every single person. It's not vertical. It's horizontal. We're not the same, but we're not less than or equal to or better than. We are different. Different doesn't mean you're worse than or better than. It just means you're different. And what I've realized is my whole life, I've been verticalizing. Is that a word? Probably not. But I've been verticalizing relationships. I look at people and say, oh, she's so much better than me. Oh my God, he's so much more established than me. And I, that's how I look at it. And I'm sure you do too. And when I walked into this meeting and I sat down and I got that kind of spanking from the Holy Spirit, I was like, okay, God. I don't want to be impressive. I don't want to be interesting. Just help me serve this man. Help me be a light to this executive. How, what do you want to speak through me to him? Because he's also a son of yours. Yeah, he might be 40 years older than me. And he might have way more zeros in his bank account next to that first number than I do. But I'm a daughter of yours. He's a son of yours. He's still my brother in Christ. And you can still use me to speak whatever you need to. So what is it going to be? And that was, that's what my prayer was. And that's what my surrender was. And when you take that posture, your life will change. It will truly change. See, I thought the things that made me different made me less than. I thought the fact that I had really insecure body image when I was growing up. I thought the fact that I never felt smart enough, like my friends in high school literally thought I was dumb. They thought I was a dumb blonde. Um, I thought the fact that I have never really had like a successful, long-lasting relationship up until this point. I thought the fact that I used to genuinely 
hate, and I use that word, hate myself so much, so much so that I hurt myself, right? I thought that disqualified me from ever making an impact, from ever being worthy of helping someone because how can you possibly help someone if you're so broken? And that's when I started writing. And I initially wrote to to just heal myself. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, other people need to read this. Because the same lies for you too. You're a divorced mom. And you're like, how on earth am I ever worthy? Because I never made my relationship work. You're a college athlete that got hurt with a career-ending industry injury. And you're thinking... My sport was everything. Now I'm nothing. Maybe you were abused sexually, mentally, physically, emotionally. And you're thinking that it's the things that make you different. It's your wounds. It's your cracks. It's your brokenness that excludes you from ever being able to be of service and of value. And I want to I wanna give light to you, my friend, and tell you it is those very things that God uses to bring more light into the world. That's our God. That's our God. That even in a world filled with sin and brokenness, the enemy isn't strong enough to let that be the end of the story. There's a comma. But God, but God used it for good. My story is I'm a broken, broken, broken girl. And I spent so many years hating myself, hating my body, Secretly, just just hating the system, hating the fact that I never felt good enough, performing my way for love, performing my way for success, performing my way for achievement, performing my way for worth. Wishing at night, sometimes I just wouldn't wake up because I was exhausted of trying. And through God's grace, he taught me That even my darkest hours can be used for light for the world. It's the things that make you different that God will use. Because at the end of the day, we are all humans living this human experience. And I think we as humans, we look for those people that are real. And I'm not saying show up and like vomit to all over people, your problems. And no, there's a time and a place for rawness. And you got to be careful who you choose to share that with. But when you do, and it's the right time and the right place, you'll realize that how you got through that pain will be someone else's survival guide. And if you have the courage to embrace the things that make you different and embrace the the things that maybe other people would have deemed you not worthy for and because of, that's how the world changes. We live in a world filled with copies. Everyone's trying to copy everyone else. Everyone wants to be everybody else. Your success will be contingent on your bravery to stay original. And to stay original 
means not running from the things that make you different, but owning them. In that lunch I was talking about the other day, so I was in this room with this, this executive and some other people, and I was the only girl. I was the only girl. And what I thank God that God did, because you'd done that four years ago, I would have felt like I didn't have a place to speak up because I'm the only girl. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm not good enough. Obviously everybody else is here as a dude. So I'm, you know, uh, gosh, I need to make sure I act like them. But what the Holy Spirit gave me the confidence to do was to be weird, not unprofessionally, but like be me, be quirky, like crack a joke, show my femininity. I think sometimes as females, we don't think we can show our differences because the only people we see in leadership positions are men. So when we do get to be in a leadership position, when we do get to be in the rooms where there's only men, we think we have to act like the men. And I'm telling you, it is your ability to be feminine. This is for my ladies. It's your ability to be feminine. It's your ability to be sensitive. It's your ability to lead with the gifts God gave you as a woman that are going to make you successful in that role. Don't try to lead like a man. Lead like you. Lead like you. And I don't even know who that was for. I wasn't even planning on saying that. But lead like you. And God gave me that gift of clarity in that room. It's like, no, I am. I am a woman. So I'm going to talk like a woman. I'm not going to talk like you, right, Billy? Like, I'm going to talk like me, Annie. I'm going to talk like me because it's my differences that make me invaluable. It's my differences that make me indispensable. And for you, my friend, whether you are a man or a woman in any circumstance you are going through, it is your differences that are going to make you invaluable, but you got to first step into them and you got to accept them and you got to use them appropriately. And when I say appropriately, use them as service. You were made uniquely for this moment in time. I don't know why. I don't know why, but you are. The fact of your existence is an indication that you are here for a reason. You are here for a purpose. You are here for such a time as this. If you're not dead, you're not done. And God made you, specifically you, for a very, very intentional reason. So why are you running from that? Why do you want to be like everybody else? Why do you want to enter the room and, 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 and you know, act like your friend over there or your friend over there? Act like you. Be like you. Stay in the room. Stand in the room and act like you. It is your differences and your bravery and your boldness and your courage to lean into your differences that is actually going to be the catalyst effect that's going to bless the world. Bless your world. So own your differences, whether they're good, they're dark, like the ones I shared, they're broken, they're weird, they're quirky, own them. They make you you. And that, just you being you, is what makes you indispensable. Indispensable. If you act like everyone else, whether it's an organization, a friend group, a community, a relationship, they can get rid of you and just... Bring on somebody new. Because guess what? It's easy to act like everybody else. People acting like everybody else, there is a surplus of them. What's really rare and what's really hard to replace is people that are completely themselves. Because you won't find that again. 
I'm going to say that again. Whether it's a community, an organization, a business, a relationship, a family, it's super easy to replace someone who acts like everybody else because there is a surplus of people. It is a revolving door to hire people that just keep acting like everybody else. It is impossible to replace someone that was in completely entirely them because they're one of a kind. And the sad thing is we are all designed to be that way. We are all one of a kind reflecting the image of Christ. So we all have the power to be indispensable, but too many people are too coward to show up as themselves. Don't be that person. Every day I ask for boldness from the Holy Spirit. I say, Holy Spirit, make me bold. Make me bold enough to be me. Even if it's awkward, even if I say the wrong thing, even if I mess up, make sure I mess up authentically. I want to make a mistake authentically. I want to say the wrong thing authentically. I don't want to mess up as someone else. If I'm going to mess up and make a mistake and fail, if I'm going to succeed, if I'm going to achieve, I want to make sure it's as Annie Mayfield, not as a copy of someone else I'm trying to be. So with that, I pray for boldness in your heart to show up as you, insert name here, show up as yourself, insert name here, show up as the one God designed you to be because you're worth it and the world needs it. You are irreplaceable. You are. Act like it. Love you guys. Hey friend, thanks so much for listening all the way through. The fact that you did says so much about your willingness and curiosity to get into your personal development and growth. You guys, if this episode touched you and your spirit in any way, I pray that you share with two friends that you think would really find value in this. This is how these messages get around. And I know I personally just really appreciate when a friend thinks of me when they listen to something and think that I'll find value in it as well. Also, if you find so willing, please tag to your Instagram stories and make sure to tag Annie B. Mayfield. At the end of every month, I will be doing a drawing from everyone that is posted on their Instagram stories for a $50 Amazon gift card. You guys, I appreciate and love you all so much. Have an amazing day.